You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, check out the website, DePietro.com. Now, I have the video stories up. These people in Newport, a bunch of drunks. They were at a wedding. They decided to go out afterwards. They were trying to bum rush their way into a place, even though, and it's important. The timeline is important. Newport is 1 o'clock closing time. All bars, restaurants, and, and so forth. Now, however, you can't just stroll in at 501 and order, you know, 10 shots. You can't get inside past 1230. At 1245, they announce loudly last call. And then that's it. At 1 o'clock, you have to be out of there. So these people were trying to get in past 1230. Plus, they were swaggering, uh, swaying, staggering, highly, highly inebriated. And then, and then the, the video that really stands out is I, I can't believe these people that are saying that the, you know, the police were rough on them and that woman and people are saying, well, they should have tackled the woman and they should have de-escalated the situation. There's clear video. We have it on depetro.com. No eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. That woman was several times going for the gun of the officer. What was she going to do with the gun? That's how drunk these people were. Embarrassingly so. And these are adults. These aren't a bunch of 19-year-old kids on spring break. So they're going to go to court. They, they, um, but I, I'm actually appalled at some of the people that once again just use this as another excuse to go after the police and try to blame the police. They were punching the police. They were kicking the police. And over what? Because they wanted to keep drinking. That's what it was about ridiculous no sympathy all right here's a piece with uh, nbc 10 to that chaotic confrontation with newport police will be in court nbc 10's allegra zaymore is here with why the incident is now under two separate reviews allegra good morning hey good morning mario and allison that incident involving six members of a wedding party and the newport police in bowen's wharf was all caught on camera now newport police and the attorney general's office are both investigating newport police won't release the mugshots for any of the suspects involved but you can see the incident here in this body camera video. According to the police report, police claim an officer was punched in the face and a separate officer punched a woman in the jaw after they say it felt like someone was trying to grab at their gun. The AG's office says it's investigating because two of the people allegedly involved are facing felony charges. Newport police tell us it looks at all incidents of force involving noncompliance, injury, or perceived injury. Law enforcement analyst Todd McGee spoke about the incident, though he says more details and information still needs to be gathered. A police officer is going to defend themselves as vigorously as possible to make sure that weapon doesn't leave their possession. It doesn't leave their, their holster. Newport City Councilman David Carlin says he thinks Newport police and the officers involved showed amazing restraint. They absolutely showed amazing restraint. I want to repeat for those in the back of what would have happened what, what was she going to do? You know, I wish the judge would, but I, I wish the judge would ask, what, what were you going to do with the gun? Let's just say you did get it out. That's how embarrassing these people are. Absolute disgrace. I did a TikTok on this, and it's actually doing very well. I think I can pull it up and, um, and play it. I believe I can. Yes, here it is. I don't often uh, do this, but here it is. Island. There was a wedding over the weekend, and apparently afterwards some guests went out and ran into some problems with the Newport police. Behind me you see some of the footage that they captured before the whole incident happened. Some things you should know is these people were intoxicated. Highly. They were trying to get into a nightclub. Yep, the club would not let them in because they were closing soon. Good. One, Newport's an early town, one, one o'clock closing, Yep, and... A lot of criticism towards the Newport police. For what? what you need to know is these were individuals that then began attacking the Newport, Rhode Island That's police, right. punching, kicking. Yep. There is video where you see one of the guests, a female, three times is trying to steal the gun Good point. from a police officer. Yep. Don't police have a right to defend themselves? Yes. Listen, these are adults. Some of the people are in their 40s. Yes. Grow up. After the wedding, you had a good time, you want to keep the night going, go back to your hotel. When you start fighting with police, yep. all bets are off. That's right. This business that somehow the police were rough with them. Hey, you don't attack and punch and try to steal the gun 
from a police officer. That is exactly right. Nuclear Very violence. well said, as a matter of fact. Oh, my goodness, these people. But the and, and a lot of people are caught on that it was a female that got essentially hit and knocked backwards, and therefore that's what they're most upset about. But they're not touching on the fact that that same female was trying to take the gun out of the holster of more than one police officer. That's like these people are nuts. What what was she going to do? Talk about like the, you know, the dog that finally catches the squirrel. Okay. What were you going to do? Shoot them? Fire at them? Try to use the gun to get into the landing so you could get last call? This is the mentality you're dealing with. Like these people are totally there's something wrong with them that would do that. How many people were at weddings over the course of, you know, the weekend or the summer in Newport? Take that number. How many people attended? How many went out afterwards? How many individuals were then intoxicated at a wedding in Newport? Now let's get to the real number. How many of the people that attended one of the weddings was then attempting to steal the gun from a police officer. I mean, that shows you the level that these degenerate drunks are at. They have no sympathy. I, I, you know, and I hope there's jail time with this felony. I want to play. The Attorney General's office is looking into it. Here's another piece from um, NBC10. And the city councilor in Newport also weighs in on the matter. And he supports the police, which they should, as a matter of fact. So, folks, I have all the videos up on petro.com, but now Attorney General Nerona's office is looking this into it. This chaotic confrontation between Newport police and members of a wedding party is under not one, but two reviews. The incident caught on camera resulted in six arrests early Sunday morning at Bowen's Wharf. What reportedly started at a local bar eventually devolved into chaos. They're scrapping! Today, both the Newport Police Department and the Rhode Island Attorney General's office have launched reviews into the incident. The AG's office says because two of the people allegedly involved now face felony charges, Good. they'll look at Sunday incident in its entirety Good. Newport police tell nbc 10 it looks at all incidents of force involving non-compliance injury or perceived injury the department's two-week review will include the training unit supervisor the use of force instructor and a patrol division lieutenant snippets of the intense encounter were released on monday according to a police report obtained by nbc 10 police claim an officer was punched in the face during the melee and a separate officer punched a woman in the jaw after they say it felt like someone was trying to grab at their firearm law she enforcement was. analyst todd mcgee says while more details and information are still needed a police officer is going to defend yep. themselves as vigorously as possible to make sure that weapon doesn't leave their possession. It doesn't leave their, their holster. Newport City Councilman David Carlin represents the ward where it happened. There are some people out there that are saying that maybe the Newport police went too far. No. You say you disagree with them. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. We know that. But there's only one set of facts, and the facts will come out and show that the Newport Police Department acted with restraint yep. and acted properly. That's Five right. of the six people charged will appear in district court Wednesday morning. In Newport, Cal Demowski. NBC 10 News. You know, someone was saying to me, well, why didn't they just tackle the girl instead of hurting her? Any that that spoken like someone who's never been in a fight it, it, in a situation like that. The key is to stay on your feet. If you're a police officer, if you get on the ground, what can happen? Then other people jump on top of you on the ground. So uh, this is lunacy. No, lock them up. Bunch of drunks. Do better. You're listening to the John DePietro show. AJ drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252, AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement, Frame to Finish Basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions, also commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. Contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ Drywall Plaster Home Improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 
323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Here we go again. Good news. It's going to be very nice weather on Thursday. Bad news. More flooding expected. How about the fact that Governor McKee off on vacation in New Hampshire instead of being here to address things? Now, in Massachusetts, Massachusetts Governor Maura Healy, to her credit, she is, in fact, obviously hasn't gone anywhere. She was on the ground in Attleboro, uh, North Attleboro, especially taking in a lot of the damage that went on. I mean, it, it is some of these people. I mean, it's just horrific type flooding that they're going through. Um, I also think it's interesting that if Governor McKee were, let's just say he was in a primary or he was up for re-election of some kind, you can imagine that he'd be here. But because he's not, uh, instead he's at attending some boondoggle in New Hampshire. Here's the latest, though, with um, Channel 12 and some of the flooding that's expected. Here we go. On Monday. Yeah, so dozens of homes saw flooded basements from that while other people were forced from their apartments. 12 News reporter Jake Holzer joins us live in North Attleboro with how people are doing there this morning. Jake. Yeah, Kate and Patrick, the parking lot behind me significantly less flooded than it was yesterday, which is good news, even though there's enough water in it still for geese to be swimming. I just saw that a couple minutes ago. But, you know, in the wake of the disaster yesterday, the Red Cross was on the ground in the area to assist some of the flood victims, the nonprofit assisting residents across Rhode Island and Providence, North Providence, Cranston and Cumberland, who had their homes damaged or destroyed in the flood volunteers helping people pack up their belongings while distributing cleanup kits and recovery kits across the state line here in North Attleboro. Extreme flooding also wreaking havoc. North Attleboro resident Court Sousa says water quickly surrounded her home and she's spent thousands trying to clean it up. It was um, probably shin height to kneecap all around our, our home. Um, the basement was about two feet and it was just pouring in from the walls. And I'm just looking around at everything, thinking, I don't know if this is going to be here tomorrow, the way the water is rising. Now, Susan said she filled up some sandbags yesterday in anticipation of that rain that's expected later today. And Massachusetts Governor Maura Healy uh, issuing a disaster declaration for the area where more than nine inches of rain fell here in North Attleboro. For now, live in North Attleboro, Jake Holter, 12 News. So many southern New England communities still cleaning up from the latest round of flooding a couple of days ago. And as TJ just mentioned, more rain in the forecast today. One of the hardest hit areas was North Attleboro this week. The deluge ruining homes and belongings across the town. Governor Maura Healy issuing a state of emergency there and in Lemonster, Mass. 12 News reporter Jake Holter is back in North Attleboro this morning. So, Jake, you were there yesterday morning. You still saw a lot of flooding at that time. Talk us through what you're seeing today. I did, yeah. I was standing in just about the exact same spot here 24 hours yesterday where the parking lot behind me of this apartment complex looked much more like a mini lake than it does now. It's become more so puddles, but there is still a little bit of water, as you can see. So those wheels of those, some of those cars are pretty much out of the water now, but you can see some cones resting in the water as it continues to drain. Sort of impressive that there's still water there after um, the time that's gone by. Now, during the flooding, emergency crews received 150 calls for help. Firefighters took part in a dozen rescues from cars and homes and in some cases residents saw water just pour into their basements on all sides. The Pope family is one of 200 homes in North Attleboro dealing with flood damage. The flooding forced the fire department to cut power to the Pope house. They are now relying on a generator to dry out. Everything was immersed. The washer, the dryer, the boiler, the hot water tank, um, all of our furniture on the finished side, you know, electric fireplace, TV. It's, it's bad. 
Now, the town put out an advisory yesterday about potentially contaminated standing water from compromised sewer systems. The areas that they put this advisory for were North Avenue, Maple Smith, and Mount Hope Streets. We will keep you updated on the status of that. For now, live in North Attleboro, Jake Holter, 12 News. You know, folks, I'm just not sure what's going to happen, but something has to be done about this flooding. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs, 401-743-9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401-743-9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. 401-743-9153, JMB Plumbing, and look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, this feels like 2020 all over again. Dr. Ja, this time on the Today Show, talking about COVID boosters. That's right, from Brown University. And this is the new COVID shots being approved. The CDC is expected to give them a green light, and that's going to happen today. Yeah, and that news comes as COVID hospitalizations nationwide are ticking a little higher, up nearly 9% from the prior week, but still still far below the numbers we saw this time last year and in 2021. Joining us now, Dr. Ashish Jha, the former White House COVID response coordinator, now once again the dean of Brown University's School of Public Health. Dr. Jha, you had your tour of duty in Washington. But here we are talking about what some people are calling a COVID booster. But this is a new shot. Tell us about this new one and what it responds to. Which Is it for for a particular variant? Is it for the original COVID? Why do we need to get it? Yeah, so first of all, thrilled to be back. Every year, we update our flu vaccine to match the flu strain that's circulating. We're starting to do the same thing with COVID shots now. So there are new strains of COVID that are circulating, and you need a new shot once a year. I don't call it a booster because, you know, it's just your annual COVID shot at this point. And most people should go out and get their annual COVID shot uh, the way they get their annual flu shot. And it's ma- it matches the strains that are circulating out there right now. Okay, so we should be getting that shot. Now, you said with the flu shot, a lot of people are about to get their flu shot. Is it a good idea to get both of those shots together? It is. I got both of them last year together. Totally safe to do that. It works just as well to do that. It's obviously much more convenient. Uh, you can get them in the same arm. You can get them in different arms. It doesn't matter. But you can definitely get them at the same you time. You make a good point. We don't call it a flu booster nope. shot. We just call it our flu sure. vaccine. Yeah, your That's annual flu point. shot. Yeah. And so it's time for your annual COVID shot. Mm-hmm. Get them together. It makes the fall, the winter, the holidays just much safer, much better for everybody. The hospitalization numbers that we've seen tick up from the prior week, Dr. Yeah. Shah, to what do we attribute that? Is just this like a return to, to work after Labor Day? Is it more to it than that? Yeah, look, COVID is going to be with us, right, forever, just the way flu is with us. And the question is, how do you manage it? Um, with COVID, we're probably going to see a couple of these little waves a year where it's going to go up, it's going to go down. They usually happen during the winter. We get one usually during the summer. This is just sort of that late summer COVID wave. We've seen it each of the last couple of summers. We're seeing it again. I'm hoping it's going to turn around. It's going to peak and start coming back down. Um, This is a reality, and we can manage our way through it just keeping up on the vaccines. Dr. John, make your big pitch here, okay? I mean, because a lot of folks, if you're immunocompromised, if you're elderly, you know, you want to stay on top of your COVID shots. Other folks who are like, I'm reasonably healthy, I'm young, do I really need to do it? Or, you know, I've had COVID COVID, three times and I've had all the shots. What's your pitch? Yeah, so a couple of things. First of all, if you get COVID after getting vaccinated, it's going to be much milder. Mm -hmm. You're less likely to miss work. You're less likely to miss school. Second, you're less likely to spread it to others. So maybe you're not high risk. Maybe grandma is. Mm -hmm. If you've gotten the COVID shot, you're less likely to spread it to her. That makes a really big difference. And then, you know, some people go on to develop long COVID where they can have long-term complications. That gets reduced a lot by getting vaccinated too. Free, widely available. To me, it's a no-brainer. 
Okay. All right, Dr. Shaw, thank you. Now, folks, here's my thought on that is I think people need to um, focus on themselves. There are You're going to see people that are wearing masks. That's up to them. You, you don't know what their scenario is. So, uh, granted, Friday night I was live at the bomb threat in Warwick, and a couple drove past us. They're in their car. They have the windows up. Granted, they were an older couple, but they were both wearing masks. Now, you know, that's their business. Um, for years, going back into the 90s, I remember flying out of New York City where I was living, and I'd see people getting onto a plane with a mask. I I think... I think if if people want to wear a mask, that's up to them. And then conversely, the people that are not wearing a mask should leave them alone and not bother them. And the people that want to wear a mask should not say anything and, and not bother those that choose not to. Now, as far as the COVID shot, it is kind of falling with this is what I thought was going to happen which is there are different variants to it. And as a result of that, um, that it, it is suddenly becoming like the flu shot. Now, again, if there are some people that want to, you know, it, it's like the people that don't want to get a flu shot. There are some people, I, I just think everyone needs to focus on their own health. If you're listening right now, and you say, you know, I'm not getting it. I it, th- that that is completely, you know, an individual choice. Those that want to get it should be able to get it. Every year I get a flu shot. I I've had it for years. I think it does help. I think it helps. You know, I, I'm against where it's mandated that everyone has to get it. I don't fully understand those that won't get it. Um. I almost most likely I, I can't see a reason why I wouldn't get the latest COVID um, variant booster, COVID shot, whatever you want to call it. I, I the the reason why we're not in the situation that we're in in 2020 is because we have the vaccine. You know, I would notice these people posting on social media. Notice no one's no. What were they saying? Notice. Uh, you notice no one's talking about the flu? Well, the reason why no one was talking about the flu is because people were very cautious about social distancing. People were very cautious about washing their hands. People realized that they shouldn't go to work if they're not feeling well. The 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 element of spreading germs is it's not it's it's like it's not our imagination. It is absolutely real. So, but I, maybe I shouldn't be amazed. There's some people that just, for whatever reason, they can't comprehend that. But I'd see people not saying anything, just notice the flu is way down. Well, if kids aren't going to, where, where are these places past? They're past with shaking hands. They're past in the workplace. They're past in schools. Um, they're they're past in, in plenty of places like that. I also, I never understand the people that are so, I, I get the whole people that are upset about the mask, but it, it, if someone sneezes and they have a mask on, or I, I know there's some people that are just really anti-mask. I don't get it. In, a, in an operating room, everyone has a mask on. I mean, without question, I, I'm not saying anything is 100% foolproof. What you're looking for are advantages, anything that can cut down on the, the, the germs. Listen, washing hands works. Disinfectant works. Um, how, how many times in the past would someone go into an office and then whatever the bug is, it flies through the office? And it stemmed from that one person that shouldn't have gone in. And the same time, sometime in a classroom. So I, I, I reject these people that just, for whatever reason, they just they, they can't see the obvious that's right in front of them. That if if someone is sick and you don't shake their hand, you've increased your chances 
decreased your chances of, of getting that germ. And then conversely, if someone is sick and you shake their hand or kiss their cheek, you've increased your chances. Doesn't mean it's 100%, but increase your chances of it. So I believe over the next few months, people need to do whatever they need to do. You need to do whatever you feel comfortable with in keeping yourself healthy. And you have to block out a lot of the noise. There are people, I know people that died from COVID. And a lot of them were people that didn't believe it existed. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food and drink. They have a great bar area, always a dependable menu. Whether you're going to eat there or take out, a delicious meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Look for them online. You can also find them on Facebook. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, always a good time at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, or we have another update on the uh, escape prisoner. Let me bring you this. Now they're getting, they sound like they're zeroing on him. I don't know. At approximately 8 p.m. last evening, a motorist reported seeing a male crouched near the wood line along the south side of Fairview Road, west of Route 100. The motorist turned her vehicle around in an effort to verify what she saw. As she drove back past, the individual was gone. We had a large number of troopers already in the area and utilized them to form a perimeter around that area. A Border Patrol tactical team was also in the immediate vicinity and went directly to the location of the sighting. They observed footprints in some mud which were identical to the prison shoes worn by Cavalcante. A track was initiated and shortly thereafter both of his prison shoes were located. Information was received from another resident in in that immediate area that a pair of work boots had been stolen from a porch at her residence. The tracking of Cavalcante continued in a northerly direction, and at 10.10 p.m., a call was received from a resident on Coventryville Road indicating a short Hispanic male, no shirt, and wearing dark pants had entered his garage while the homeowner was in it and that he grabbed a 22 rifle that was leaning in the corner of the garage. The homeowner drew a pistol and fired at Cavalcante as he fled with the rifle. PSP responded and secured that scene. At that time, a green sweatshirt and white t-shirt believed to belong to Cavalcante were discovered near the edge of the driveway. The perimeter was expanded to include that area. Overnight, Searches of the area within the perimeter were conducted by tactical teams from multiple agencies. Teams from Pennsylvania State Police, Border Patrol, ATF, FBI, U.S. Marshals, and Chester County have been active. What a um, remarkable story. And and there's even more updates. Now, this is, again, the latest, a briefing. We have no reason to believe he's injured as a result of the shooting. minutes do we believe he's injured we have no reason to believe that he is injured as a result of that shooting no i think he is just trying to survive and avoid being captured right now sir yes we have considered him dangerous right from the very start it changes nothing uh we uh we have always considered him to be a risk uh, we just now uh, absolutely know that he has a weapon. Do you think he knows where he is? Yes. He knows where he's, he's been there I think, before. yes, he's been in that area before. What homes have you evacuated? We're not evacuating homes at this point. We're asking residents to be vigilant and, again, lock their doors, call us if there is uh, any issue or any concern on their part. Between the homeowner uh, it was several shots. I don't have that number. Not as a result of anything with the search. We've had a uh, few minor in- in- incidents or issues uh, with officers out on uh, 
on the perimeter and things, but nothing related directly to the search. Is he getting help from anyone? Has he gotten help from anyone at any point in recent uh, I'm not going to comment on whatever assistance he may or may not have received. Uh, what I will tell you is that uh, at this point, uh, I believe he is beyond assistance and, uh, and he is in that perimeter and we will actively hunt until we find him. Wow. That's quite a word, hunt. Folks, I, again, this is truly, I believe, the latest. Um, I come back to, um, by, by the way, also, Kevin McCarthy holding a press briefing. How about this, talking about to open the impeachment inquiry into Biden. Let's hear some of this. Abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. Wow. That's exactly what we want to know. The answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. I do not make this decision lightly. Regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. I just... um... I think that was um, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. All right, I get it, right? They impeached President Trump twice. So, right, it's like out of the Godfather. They hit us, so we're going to hit them. I believe the general public is turned off by these antics, tactics. Uh, I'm not even saying that it's not warranted. I'm not. A lot of unanswered questions with uh, the Bidens and Hunter Biden and if anything, the, the dereliction of duty at the southern border, listen, he shouldn't be president. So, but, but the Speaker, Speaker McCarthy is right, as a matter of fact, that the actions are. But I, I think the general public is just growing weary of all of this. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Men, women, you're experiencing hair loss? Well, call Scalp Masters. The micropigmentation, call Michael, free consultation, 401-867-1097. They're located right in Cranston. What is the service for men and women that are experiencing hair loss or thinning of the hair? Michael is very dedicated. You can also check out their website. It's scalpmastersri.com, and it's very simple. You're going to look younger. It helps add density to existing long hair or Hair transplants, they can conceal, hide hair transplant scars. It's non-invasive. It's cosmetic. It's Scalp Masters. Call for your free consultation, 401-867-1097. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel better about yourself. Look more like your old self. Call Scalp Masters. Take advantage of that free consultation. Call Michael, 401-867-1097. Men, women experiencing hair loss or maybe just want more density call them 401-867-1097 you're listening to the john DePietro show well with all this horrible flash flood rain and flooding certainly feels like third world yesterday into last night i i don't know some of it almost starts to seem routine but i noticed that there's a pattern now that emerged with the media locally they won't use the term looting i first started to notice it last night and they were using things like we see people taking advantage right along branch avenue and there's a plaza there another member of the media said that it was uh it was sad it's also against the law it's criminal so they even had someone in a kayak Inside a store, a car floated into a store off Branch Avenue. And then as a result of that, the person in the kayak was going in. 
And then they were, in fact, and, and good luck trying to really find anything on that. But it was really the Charles Street, Branch Avenue area that really got hit hard. And there is some water over there. Water was four feet high some areas. Firefighters using rafts, helping people get out. 146 was temporarily shut down. Folks, what I, I, I also... Providence Police, now they say, two officers guarding businesses. Channel 12 finally using it, looted during the flood. Businesses are still not secure due to the damage. But I'm looking at, we've been watching people for the last hour take advantage of this vacant, flooded shopping center, going in empty-handed, coming out with arms full of items. Yeah, that's called looting. That should really, and by the way, I will have video of them doing that coming up on DePetro.com. That is completely, uh, of course, the apologists, you know, people, what do they normally say? Oh, they they were just hungry. Yeah, there was a liquor store that they were looting. Looting. You can use the term. Other members of the media. Folks, what is going on? Heavy rain submerged roads. Disrupt travel. By the way, North Attleboro, 200 homes reporting damage. They're saying the worst is behind us with these flash floods. But you have to, it's that Branch Avenue. There's a McDonald's over there, a Dollar General, and then there's also a liquor store. So, and you had people. There were people going, wading through the water. To get into, and apparently there's a man wading through the water, flooded parking lot, Branch Avenue, City Trend store. Yeah, you know why? Because they were looting. <clears throat> I I don't understand these people that were um, continuing to just think that they could drive in their vehicles. Many people were uh, stuck yesterday. Um, by, by the way, some of the water that some of these people and i love video of it there's a homeless guy he starts like swimming through yeah except a lot of that is waste runoff some didn't make it in time their cars remain in the same spot residents told nbc 10 they're fed up with having to scramble to move this car every time it rains folks do, do you really do we really want to talk about how many hundreds of millions have been spent on our roads and infrastructure atwood avenue in johnston i i for the life of me i don't understand all the money that floats around and how is it possible that we're still like we're not a th last time i checked we're not a third world nation but i am just lost at to how with all of the money that the past few years has been available, the money spent on infrastructure and roads, and then we're still having these, th th this is insanity. I don't blame those people. Every time it rains, you have to move your car. It's, it's 2023. I'm telling you, we are, <clears throat> the state has essentially become Haiti of the North. I mean, this, this is absolutely ludicrous with, everything that goes on and i come back to i i just there are other parts of the country that have heavy rain uh, year round on a daily basis and they were able to maintain their infrastructure better folks you're listening to the john DePetro show remember to log on to dipetro.com we have original stories original videos also links to twitter facebook instagram youtube tiktok Plus, you can get some great merchandise in the shop. Log on, dipetro.com. Falcon Pest Services, when you have a pest problem, give them a call. Serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services, residential or commercial, whether it is for maybe you have some kind of a termite problem, bed bugs, ants, roaches. Listen, a mice problem. Mice can be problematic. Rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. All different types of programs, multifamily housing, condos, apartments, single-family homes, restaurants, office buildings, highly trained, experienced, 
pest control technicians. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's a one-time treatment, monthly service, quarterly, or year-round protection. You can depend. Falcon Pest Services. Call them today for a free quote, 401-739-1322. Get your yard sprayed. Get rid of those mosquitoes. Falcon Pest Services. Call today, 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services. You can also find them on Facebook. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, it was a little bit of deja vu over the course of the weekend on ABC's This Week. There he is. He's back. Well, I don't know if he ever went away, but Dr. Fauci, once again, talking about masks. Let's hear him with John Carl. Here we go. There's a new study out that that suggests that masks were actually not effective at least in a global sense in in in, in containing the uh the, the pandemic what well, what is your sense looking back at all this uh did masks prove to be less effective than you anticipated you know john if you, some of the studies that are confusing the study that recently has been now quoted a lot and causing a lot of confusion is this cochrane study which even the people who run the cochrane studies say that that study can be misleading because people have commented on that study saying absolutely masks don't work, which is absolutely not the case because there are a number of studies that show that masks actually do work. And there's a lot of confusion when you take a broad uh, a series of studies and you look at them in a meta-analysis. Only a couple of those studies were specifically looking at COVID. So I think we better be careful that that study that people keep talking about can be very, very misleading. There's a lot of good data that masks work. Now, again, folks, what's going to be different this time? I know this um, gets people anxious when they even just hear his name. But now remember, we we do have the vaccine. So I was speaking with someone um, who was uh, saying they are afraid that we're going to go back to the lockdowns. We're we're not – there's not going to – there's not going to be another lockdown. I mean, we're not going into that. And the, the biggest difference is how about the winner of the U.S. Open is the tennis player that wouldn't get the vaccine. But um, the reason why that, that that's not happening uh, to me, because there is a variant around, and there are, it, it, there are definitely people that have COVID. There's definitely people that have COVID. There's no question about that. But um, I want to get back to uh, this was this week. Dr. Anthony Fauci on with John Carl. Here we go. Who who should be taking that booster? You know, John, I don't want to get ahead of the ACIP and their recommendation. My own personal feeling is that I believe certainly those who are vulnerable, the elderly and those with underlying condition. But I believe we should give the choice to people who are not in the high risk groups to have the vaccine available for them because... Again, we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people. It's a safe vaccine. Of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. But if you look at the risk of myocarditis from COVID itself is greater than the risk of the vaccine. Okay. And And so from my own personal standpoint, yeah. I would say that make it available for everyone, but certainly recommend it for the high-risk people. And, and, and we're almost out of time. But I'll, I'll... Now, folks, now, again, COVID is back. Some people um, will, in fact, uh, it, it comes back to, and I don't want to get lost in the weeds on this, but it comes back to those that have underlying health conditions are at are most at risk. And and actually, it always should have been treated that way because that's always been who's been the most at risk. Um, they kind of got away from that a little bit and it never should have gone down. When you even, I don't want to relitigate COVID here, but when, when you go back to the fact that... Um, when you go back to the first person in Rhode Island, even that was someone that had some underlying health conditions. I want to stay with this week, 
Democrats should be concerned. And this is part of the panel talking about because they're not doing great right now. Let's hear this. I'm one of these, I'm an activist, more than a party official or a party leader. I'm not sleeping at night thinking all is well, okay? I have nieces and nephews who say, well, why should I vote for this guy? He's a little old. I say, your papa was old too. And look what he did to help you. So I, I, I think the Democrats have to continue to make the case. Democrats should be concerned. We should run as if we're 10 points behind, not even, so that the enthusiasm can be lifted up. But the bottom line is, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have a record, a record of accomplishment. And it's not a grocery list. It's not like going to the grocery store and kicking off all my favorite items. It's about showing that they have invested in the American people. They're growing the economy. And more people today are buying things that are made in America than ever before. Why? Because Joe Biden, Joe Biden invested in that. So I think that's what the, the Biden team should do. And I'm glad they're spending some money. Because what, what, what good is money in the bank right. when, when you're based? No one thinks that. No one thinks that. Um, uh, I I don't his his numbers. I want to go back to um, Biden's numbers are baked in. Here we go. What you hear from Democrats privately, some publicly, but uh, is ultimately it's it's you know he has to beat Trump. They believe you know despite what John Sununu told us, predicting that he wasn't going to be the nominee. Uh, they you know they they. they Biden's beaten Trump before, he'll beat him again. Yeah, I think if you look at the poll, one thing that poll really shows me, the CNN poll, is Biden's oh, negatives are baked Chris in. Chris Sununu, not John. I apologize yeah, right. to the former governor. Uh, Biden's numbers are baked in, and they're not good. Yeah. And despite how bad they are, some would say catastrophic, yeah. Trump is not beating him. Trump's even with him. And so that should send off alarm bells, in my opinion, in the Republican Party. And if you look at it, you have a group of people that they put uh, Biden against, and the only one who's got a significant lead would be Nikki Haley. And that just tells you something. Nikki Haley's almost three decades younger than Biden. And that's something that you want. That's something that can't be ignored. That is absolutely something that cannot be ignored. When you have someone who could win convincingly and yet still then, you know, want to continue down this path. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Remember to follow The John DePietro Show on YouTube. It's John DePietro Show on YouTube. Subscribe, which means you get notified whenever we post new videos. You find original content, video you can't find anywhere else. Subscribe today. It's free. It's the YouTube channel of The John DePietro Show. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, visit the website tepetro.com. And over the course of the weekend, uh, first of all, going back on Friday, there was a very uh, disturbing story of a nurse that was attacked. Jane Brown Psych Unit at Rhode Island Hospital. And we did a lot of uh, digging and investigating over the course of the weekend. Um, we, you, you can see it all laid out. On Dimitro.com, the person essentially accused of it. Now, they have video of all this, of what took place. But <clears throat> it's one of those examples. And if you check out the website, um, as I said, we did extensive reporting on it over the course of the weekend. But a lot of people are questioning, and it's coming to light, that apparently security is a major problem at our hospitals. Now, specifically Rhode Island Hospital. And a number of people, and I think it's a, it's a fair question, are just wondering, um, with all the money that our hospitals, and remember, hospitals are supposed to be nonprofit. There is a for-profit hospital, but for the, for the most part, it's supposed to be nonprofit. And some of the, uh, it was high, high pay with some of the executives, but just this terrible terrible story of a male nurse and you can read all the details we have um they're being somewhat quiet about it but we have kind of pulled out uh some of the details we believe of what happened as i said i know they have it on video and apparently um there was an incident now again these are dangerous patients 
these are patients in the psych ward and I don't know yet we're still trying to find out but all the details of why in fact if you had someone that was very dangerous why you didn't have some kind of security uh, personnel there with I mean this this male nurse is in critical condition following the attack by this patient and it's really really horrifying and he um you know we've we've learned more about him his name is scott amaral we're still trying to get answers but it is um it's just horrific and and then we've learned more that a lot of first responders a lot of there's a there's a problem with some of the patients and not only Rhode Island Hospital, also in Hasbro Hospital, where you have some kids, again, in the, the psych ward unit. But I want to play. This is the Channel uh, 10 piece about this uh, nurse that was attacked. attacked. by a patient. NBC 10's Allegra Zaymore live in Providence with why one former nurse says security isn't always present at psychiatric units in the hospital. Good morning, Allegra. And good morning, Mario. Well, police have yet to release the name of the patient or the nurse, but they did say that the patient is in police custody. According to authorities, a male nurse was assaulted at Rhode Island Hospital while working in an inpatient unit last Friday morning. Former inpatient psychiatric nurse and nursing professor at UMass Dartmouth, Jerry Lynn Boyden, says the incident likely happened at a change of shift time when patients can become more escalated. Boyden says when a patient acts out violently, they can understand why and pressing charges isn't typically something nurses go right to. NBC10 asked her about security in the hospital, especially in psychiatric units. That isn't really conducive to the to the milieu of psychiatric care to have security uh, right there all the time. So it's really a matter of the staff being able to uh, recognize when something is escalating and get them to the floor to help. Now, Lifespan could not comment on the attack due to confidentiality laws, but they did say they are offering support to the employees who witnessed this traumatic event. Live in Providence, Allegra Zaymore, NBC 10 News. All right. I didn't realize they had such little details. What happened was the Scott, the, the name of the uh, nurse is Scott Amaral. The patient who's right now being held at the ACI in a psych uh, unit is George Bauer see his photo and what happened was he attacked Amaral hitting him in the chest Amaral then went into a, a small bathroom to try to catch his breath while in the bathroom he uh, went into cardiac arrest collapsed in the bathroom they other staff were unaware that he was in there but they do have the video of this uh, Bauer attacking nurse Amaral and then as a result of that, he, um, he basically, you know, he went into cardiac arrest. He was a very, very difficult situation and, and put into critical condition on life support. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see um, the status of that individual. There were a lot of false alarms over the course of the weekend. Again, folks, you can read it all. I have video did a lot of reporting on this over the course of the weekend. Check it out on the website, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, DePetro.com. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. Check out DePetro.com. We have merchandise, all the shows, video, exclusive stories waiting for you right there at DePetro.com.